Hello. Welcome to uh, Finding the Glitter in the Gold. I'm Hannah. And I'm Zoe. And we're just going to talk about Lord of the Rings. So I have mostly interacted with Lord of the Rings through uh, just the movies. That's all I've consumed. And then through fandom stuff that I find mostly on Tumblr. Um, And I've been sending that to Zoe for many years. Uh, Many, many years. Yes. Um, But we're kind of just going to talk about uh, the theories that have popped up or some of the weird stories that people tell that are like the side stories that are happening and stuff. Or the possibilities of what could have happened in the gaps that we don't know. Yes. Um, So we're going to be talking about that. And um, kind of a disclaimer. so I, I learned in researching this, uh, we are considering the works by John Ronald Raoul Tolkien, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> and um, he was publishing works in the Lord of the Rings universe um, from 1937, when he was like 45 years old, up until his death, when he still hadn't made an internally consistent narrative. The first story, The Hobbit, was a a story that he told out loud to his kids, and then they made him write it down. Um, And then they ordered a sequel of that, and that's where Lord of the Rings came from. And then he had just a bunch of extra documents that were published after his death um, that his son, Christopher, worked on. Um, And actually, I learned his son, Christopher, died this year in 2020, in January. He was 95 years old. Yep. And he was publishing things through his own death of things that he found uh, of his father's all papers and books. And yeah, the the amount of mythology that Tolkien has created is vast. And with that kind of stuff, you get um, contradictions. <laughs> Lots of contradictions. Yeah. So uh, no one yell at us if we get a thing wrong. We're just operating under the same guidelines Tolkien was using, which was we're making it up. <laughs> but yeah so i only have interacted with the movies so you have interacted with way more oh i remember when i was about eight years old and my dad started reading the hobbit out loud and then we finished that and went on to the entirety of the lord of the rings out loud my father made voices for every single character he would lose his voice every night when we were reading the two towers because of Gollum. oh no And then after that, I proceeded to read the books once a year for about seven or eight years. So in total, I think I've read the trilogy about 15 times. Wow. Read the Cerulean, read a bunch of the other stuff uh, published posthumously. Yeah, I I love, love, love The Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, So what I could find, the works that Tolkien published during his lifetime were The Hobbit, all three of the Lord of the Rings, The Adventures of Tom Bombadil, and The Road Goes Ever On. And then after his death, his son Christopher published The Silmarillion, and then other publications were Unfinished Tales, The Letters of J.R.R. Tolkien, Bilbo's Last Song, and The Children of Hurin, which came out, I remember when that came out. It was only a few years ago. Yeah, I remember you like looking forward to Powell's and stuff. Yeah. Um, Christopher Tolkien also published a 12-volume history of Middle-earth, which had a lot of texts, drafts, and notes by Tolkien, which also combined, like, Christopher's own extensive notes. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I need to get that 12-volume history. Yeah. Well, it'll come up later um, in one of our more explicit episodes, because uh, it is referenced. There's a lot of information about the races there. 
like legends or traditions of elves or whatever. And that's apparently, uh, did they really get into the sexual realm of elves though? Did Christopher Tolkien really do that? Probably. In his wildest imagining dreams. Everyone's thought about it, right? (laughs) Only when it comes to Arwen, okay? (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll get into that in this episode. The topic for today is how much would it suck to be raised by elves if you're a human? It could be both good and bad. I mean, yeah, as as with most things in life, there's probably good and bad parts to it. Uh, Similar to, well, I can't think of very many good parts to puberty. You get taller. I didn't get taller. That's true. (laughs) I'm just a... I'm a hobbit. <laughs> uh, you don't have to buy as many pairs of shoes anymore because your feet stay the same size. I have shoes still from when I was 12 years old. So. Is there anything good that happened in puberty? I went to high school and met you. That's good. That's very good. That was a very good time. No, I think that's it. Nope. That's yeah, all. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's our stance on puberty. But. Um, yeah, the the Tolkien elves that we are shown in the movies, at least, are uh, incredibly beautiful and poised, except in death, uh, when they can be kind of yucky. But I think anybody in death is going to be yucky, though. True. It's just and they do they like glow even when they're dying. You're right. Like, okay, so I know it didn't happen in the book. The elves of Lothlorien did not go to Helm's Deep and save their asses. That didn't happen. But Haldir, as he was dying and Aragorn was screaming, no, he did have this ethereal glow as he was falling and his eyes were wide. So they still can be beautiful in death. That's true. So they're beautiful kind of always. And so I don't know this actually. So do elves have children? Like, are there baby elves? Yes. But like, it's not been for a while, yeah? No, I would actually have to research that. Oh, okay. Elrond, like... Arwen is Elrond's daughter. She is very, 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 very old, mm-hmm. but he did have a daughter. Yeah. Who was he married to? Or who did he, who did he bone? I don't know. Okay. This is things to look up. This is things to look up. Okay. But there weren't any, like, baby elves, per se, in Rivendell or Lothlorien. So my guess is that they stopped having kids a long, 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 long time ago, and that's why they have to go back to Valstar. They have to, like, go into the West and leave. Okay, so what you get from that is that there have not been elves going through puberty for an extremely long time. And from what I have read on Tumblr, Aragorn was raised by the elves. That's how he meets Arwen, and uh, he is in Rivendell. Like, that's where he grows up, yes? Yes. Well, his mom took him there, and then mom died when he was about two years old, and that's when Elrond started to raise him until he was 20, and Elrond was like, hey, this is who you are. You're actually supposed to be king of Gondor. (laughs) And then Aragorn was like, oh, cool. Then I should go find the Dúnedain, who are like the last of my people, and run around as a ranger of the north for a while until you need me. And I have to go learn a lot of stuff and become a man. Okay. So he was raised in Rivendell from age, like, zero to 20. Yeah. And he ages kind of normally up till that point, right? Um, that's kind of uncertain because he is long-lived. So is puberty the same 
length? Is it not like Frodo is 35 when they go start the fellowship, which is basically a teenager. Okay. So like hobbits also have a weird long stretched out puberty. So, but like Aragorn is a man. He is of the race of men. So I'm Mm -hmm. assuming that even though he has long lived, puberty would be normally spaced out. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, so he went through the awkward boners, really zitty, greasy, you start smelling weird, you have a lot of feelings, you got to wash your own sheets because you have done things in the night you didn't know you could do. Oh, and I'm sure no one wanted to know what he was doing. No, because they're elves and they haven't been going through puberty for like a millennia. Do they even remember what puberty is? I don't know. <laughs> like, but they also probably, like their puberty probably did not include acne. Yeah, I just can't imagine a zitty elf. So uh, some people on Tumblr have speculated about this and what the process would be like of growing up around the elves. And because Aragorn was raised by Elrond, he grew up with Arwen too, because Arwen is Elrond's daughter and he seems like a kind of a helicopter dad. Yeah, probably. I mean, she did She did go to live with her mom, her grandmother in Lothlorien. Oh, she did? Lady Galadriel is her grandmother. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know this. So there was, there was like a point in time, I forget how old they both were when that happened, but there was a point in time when, and the Tumblr post referenced this, of like, Arwen disappears. But yeah, so they grew uh, up basically side by side until she leaves. Okay. Um, the Tumblr post that we're referencing is uh, from Sarah at notbecauseofvictories.tumblr.com, actually. And it's just a, a story, basically, uh, a little short fan fiction about Aragorn growing up, where he decides he wants to marry Arwen when he's like six. And then everyone thinks that's really cute. And um, it's probably never going to happen because it's Arwen and he's a man and doesn't have a mortal life. Exactly. Very long life, but that's like nothing to an elf still. Um, and then it talks about how awkward it would be to be around elves when you're going through kind of your ugly duckling phase where you're just like tripping on shit there's no handrails in rivendell so like that's a danger oh yeah um you'd have a lot of fun dives into the water (laughs) which could be good because if it's cold water well that solves some problems (laughs) exactly um and so like the the story that sarah wrote talks about how he's like his voice is breaking and gotta clean his own sheets and um he still wants to marry Arwen so bad but like there's no way she's gonna see him that way and she's like oh you know your pimples are very sweet and he's just so mortified because what pimples are sweet no really I mean unless she doesn't understand them yeah she's never had them yeah She's like, oh, it's exciting that your face does something different, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're like freckles. Exactly. (laughs) Red, angry freckles. Stop popping them. Oh. (laughs) Um, And then she heads out to stay with her grandmother for a while. And he's training and he's still like, you know, pining for her because he's that kind of guy who would stay faithful to his childhood ideal. Oh my goodness, like chivalry drips from him. And then when she finally comes back and he shows up, to quote the story itself, she looks up, sees Aragorn, broad of chest and rugged, still wearing his battered mail, with one hand balanced lazily on the pommel of his sword, 
All the trees of Karis Galadorn are gold, but he is shadow and silver, kingliness resting lightly on his shoulders. And Arwen thinks, oh, fuck. I can picture it so well. Right. And you know that you have won the elf maiden's heart. Mm-hmm. He can get it. Of course he can. Um, also, he's heir to a throne. Um, yeah, he's royalty. She's probably royalty. Is she royalty? Elrond is royalty, basically. So, yes. We, that could be an episode in the future, too. What the hell is the elvish, you know, uh, government system? <laughs> and, like, I mean, Elrond had been around for so long that is that basically dictatorship dictatorship it might be a dictatorship <laughs> well i mean no one wants the fucking job his job sucks yeah you basically just get to wear pretty clothes and swan around and then everything goes to shit and it's your responsibility you have to make the decisions yeah that is leadership um so that was a pretty good little find there about uh aragorn growing up with this but i also came across someone's discussion of um how elves just like don't touch very much yeah that was fascinating yeah so this is a conversation on tumblr because people will um reblog each other's posts and add their own commentary so the people who contributed to this particular idea were nichepastiche.tumblr.com ineffablewives.tumblr.com and rosie at willkillforpudding.tumblr.com um and this one basically just stems from kind of how awkward all the elves are when faced with like physical contact Mm -hmm. um they're really like just aloof people and they don't know how to handle it and you can see some of that in the movies i think they do a pretty good job uh who's the who's the guy you were just talking about who like falls haldir haldir uh when aragorn sees him and is like oh my friend and like goes and hugs him giant bear hug like that's a big old bear it's a great looking hug but uh, Haldir has no idea how to react to he has it. panic in his face. Yeah, there's just this moment of like, I guess this is happening, and he gives him some pats, you know. <laughs> the very gentle, gentle, flat-palmed pat-pat. Yeah. But the implication of this that I really liked was that Elrond raised Aragorn with physical contact. He, like, had <laughs> to get over that because human beings are very touchy. Um, we like to touch, we miss human contact, we love hugs, all that kind of stuff. Science has proven that it's necessary in biochemical regions of the brain. Yeah, you need the seven significant touches every day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some people can't get that, especially now. But so We're all going to know what it's like to be elves after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be as aloof and poised as elves. And Would elves get depression? Yeah, We'll talk about this in another episode, but elves can die of being sad. They just need more hugs, yo. <laughs> That's the cure. The cure for... The cure, the cure to elven depression is physical contact. You know, they're long-lived, but they could be immortal if they learn to hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like picturing the fact that uh, little Aragorn had to... I mean, he was raised with a human mom until he was two, and you develop a lot of your understanding of touch at that bonding. point. Yeah. You have a lot of human bonding happening there. And so he's, like, familiar with hugging, or he'll run across the room and, like, latch on to Elrond's leg and give him a big hug. And Elrond is like, oh, my God, I'm so uncomfortable. But, oh, this is what humans need. <laughs> I like that the the post pointed out that Elrond probably made that conscious decision of 
not to raise him as an elf, but to look at it as how do I raise this human child as a human child? And therefore yeah. having to revert invert his psychology of I don't like hugs, but if this child needs hugs, then that is what I will give him. Yeah, that's really good to see. And I wonder about that because Aragorn is a very aloof person. He's very controlled um, throughout the movies, but he is very affectionate as well. And he can let loose. He'll drink. Like, he can party a little bit. But also, I feel like some of that is also because he's old. Well, and also, he has so much weight on his shoulders. Yeah. Like in, in the book, he always seemed a bit older than Viggo Mortensen's representation of him. Mm-hmm. Just more weight on his shoulders. Yeah. I mean, he is the heir of Isildur. He knows what that means. He knows that the enemy wants to kill him and destroy his entire lineage. And he is he doesn't want to accept it. Like, he goes through an entire process where he's like, no, I am not taking up this mantle. And then finally, Gandalf helps him realize that he has to. Like, with the entire Fellowship of the Ring and the Ring coming into his world he ends up having to take up that, literally take up the sword. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. So, I mean, they played him a little bit more likable in the movie, maybe just because Vio Mortensen is a likable dude. But that came across really well, and I like thinking about that as a combination of elves accommodating themselves to human socialization and him balancing that kind of, like, responsibility and... Um, I don't know, long-term weapons training kind of gives you a certain <laughs> gravity, I think. Yeah. And li- I mean, living in the wilds for so long, patrolling and watching the Shire, and, like, you're living in the wilds, you're not really being accepted into society when you go into society. Like, when he would go into Bree to go to the tavern, they called him Strider, and they called him Longshanks, mm-hmm. which is meant as a derogatory nasty doll person yeah like (laughs) he wasn't accepted i was curious how many names does he have aragorn because i was coming across estelle in this as his child name estelle was his childhood elvish name that's what arwen and elrond and probably the elves he grew up with called him um and there's aragorn which is the name he was given probably by his mother and father aragorn son of Arathorn? Yeah, son of Arathorn. Um, and then there was also, okay, so he was called Strider mm-hmm. by the Hobbits and those in Bree. He was derogatorily called Longshanks. Um, Elisar is his, I want to say, like, official elvish name. Um, I saw something about that where elves give you, like, a baby name and then your adult name and, like, another, they have a lot of names with elves. Elisar would be his adult elvish name. And then you get that when you get your uh, ID that says you can drive a car and you can drink. Precisely. Or like, here's your sword. You're now an adult. Okay. Yeah. So it might happen even earlier than we would expect it to because you probably get a sword pretty young. Yeah. Uh, and then, fun fact when Aragorn reclaims the throne of Gondor, you know how like there's the house, you are the house of so and so? Yeah. He calls his house the house of Telkontar. And Telkontar in Elvish means Strider. Interesting. So he then passes that down to his, on his lineage. Okay, so he's got, he's got a little collection of names that he can put on the shelf, like they're Hummel figurines. 
<laughs> does, does he rank each of them first place second place third place yeah i mean the one he the one he keeps kind of in the back is long shakes and he's like oh, sam gave this to me so i guess it's fine <laughs> yeah sam would do that so the other thing that i wanted to talk about and this segues really nicely into it talking about names um but i saw a post uh, on Tumblr that was contributed to by uh, kaltha.tumblr.com and pennyanna.tumblr.com. And Penny Anna is turning out a lot of uh, Lord of the Rings theories. So thank you for your service, Penny Anna. Um, but this was about the naming conventions of Lord of the Rings. And so the way that they framed it is only hobbits and the folks of Bree have last names that we understand as last names. Um, humans and dwarves, I'll use patronymics or where they're from, which you've described already. He's Aragorn, son of Arathorn, and then Aragorn of the house of, what was it? Telecontar. Telecontar. Um, and then elves, they all have unique names, so they possibly don't need a surname equivalent. According to uh, the Selmarillion and other detailed stuff, elves have a baby name, a name they get as an adult, and then they can earn names based on the stuff that they do. So LSR could maybe be an adult name or it could be an earned name. LSR, LSR means elf stone. Hmm. What is an elf stone? Maybe like like a lodestone or like like the st- like a lucky stone, like oh. I don't know. One of those uh the hag stones with like a hole in the middle. Maybe it's something similar to that. Okay. Like, you are the thing that will free us or help us. Mm-hmm. You sure as heck earned the name Strider. Yeah, a lot of walking. These boots were made for walking. <laughs> um, the other thing that the post brings up is that you can have dwarves and men with last names, but it's kind of rare. So the example they gave was Thor and Oakenshield. And that's, again, more earned name kind of feeling. Yeah, your shield is strong. Exactly. And you... It almost sounds like the name like someone would give an enemy out of fear. Ooh, yeah. You are an oaken shield. Yeah. Well, this also makes me think, because I think a lot about orcs, because they're very puzzling to me. The you concept of bad guys, Hannah. Admit it. I just love a like bad that. guy. I love a bad, lumpy guy. Um, <laughs> With these weird eyes and too many, like, horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got some content coming up about orcs, but I, I'm curious <laughs> about their naming conventions as well because we don't really have a lot of we don't learn a lot of orc names no we weren't we weren't learned some goblin names in the hobbit we learned some troll names which was wild and in like the when frodo and well when frodo is captured by the orcs of baradur after he gets zapped by shelob and is kind of lying there all stuck in a web and Sam thinks he's dead. So takes the ring and hides. And then the orcs come up and they find the body and they say, Oh no, he's not dead. You hear they have, they have different names. Oh, there's, there's like, there's the conversational banter in there. Okay. And the, or they're calling each other different names. Well, some uh, orcs were credited in the, um, in the movies as having names. You just don't really hear them either. Like the, right. Yeah. The albino orc. Yeah. He had a name. I don't remember it. Mason does. I don't remember. Nor do I. Um, and I think there was another one, the Urukai who kills Boromir, 
has a name. Yes, and but that I wonder about because Saruman created the Urukai. You could probably all just name him like Jeff one, Jeff two, Jeff three. Jeff four. Shit, they all look the same. Which one's which? <laughs> You're all just Jeff to me. Or I wonder if some like some of the orcs who serve Saruman, I wonder if like if they're more of his servant and they come in contact one-on-one, if they tend to have more names mm-hmm. because they're more of a servant rather than a just a bunch of warriors. Yeah. That's a that's another topic to discuss, I think, is the whole system of naming like people that you created in some sort of weird womb pit. Because um, that's a really weird form of birth. Yeah. And- that's some crazy eugenics right there. Um, but our topic today was how much it would suck to be raised by elves as a human. Right. And the answer is, again, there's pluses and minuses. Like you're surrounded by hot people at a time in your life when you very much appreciate hot people, but maybe you don't want to show how much you appreciate it. But Even sh- though your body is making you show it. Your body is betraying you, is basically. Yeah, every time. <laughs> every damn time. And we have, we have some um, mutually agreed upon thoughts about Arwen and uh, Liv Tyler in general. and That she's hot. She is fucking beautiful in that movie. And again, absolutely flawless the entire time. She's supposed to be sick and dying at a bunch of points in it. And it's like, if I looked that good, if I was sick and dying, no one would ever know. I think she glows more when she's sick and dying. She does. Yes. It's wild. And then Aragorn is always scruffy and constantly has a five o'clock shadow that he really should shave more often, but that doesn't happen. And I like to spend a lot of those movies looking for the scenes where he's washed his hair because there's maybe five of them in the entire trilogy. I mean, at a certain point, if you don't wash your hair that often, it doesn't collect as much grease. I don't think that's worked for him because he's pretty greasy. He's also running around chopping heads off, getting covered in blood and entrails, riding a horse with a helmet on, and, like, running across the plains of Rohan for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. That scene makes my legs hurt just to watch. I think it'd be fun. Could you run for... God, they run for three days. I'd try. I would beat Gimli. I don't know, man. He's a durable... He's a durable dude. Meant for sprinting, remember? That's true. All right, so that is our conclusion. It would suck, kind of, but enjoy it while you can. Because <laughs> you, you are get surrounded to by see elves. some hot elves. They are beautiful and poised and probably won't touch you, but that's okay. You but can you touch can yourself. Touch <laughs> and then say, I'm a human. It's in my genes. That's true. You're like, cultural differences. I get to hug you. Come here. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Let me teach you my ways. Exactly. Um, yeah, so this has been our episode of Finding the Glitter and the Gold. Tune in later for more discussion of Lord of the Rings theories, stories, possibilities, side tangents, linguistics, <laughs> history. Anything we can think of. There's a lot of things we can think of. <laughs> Enjoy the shenanigans and the rabbit holes. <laughs>